That's pretty impressive. What? The way you can direct me with simple signals. One finger, hold on. Thumbs, ready to go. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm rear. I'm here, I'm ready. I've been working Are on you my, tired? I've been working on my hand si- signals. That's good. You could be a Navy SEAL. You could be one of those guys that directs air traffic control. You could be an umpire, a ref. You could be one of those dudes that flips you traffic off. Traffic control. Traffic control. Uh, Can you cross walk attendant. If they still t- took uh, directed air traffic with just hand signals, <laughs> like I don't think he sees me. You seen the videos of those guys out there that like that break it down dancing? Break it down for me, fellas. When they have the lights and they're just like, and people. Of take, course, oh, of I course. Love that. I love it. Um, I saw a, a, a Reddit video recently of a dude who was delivering for USPS or, or UPS, and he was riding the dolly, uh, not like a skateboard, but with the the uh, adeptness of, is that a word? He was adept, adeptness, adeptus. Anyway, with with the skill of a of a of a skateboarder, oh. um, like not slow, like quickly. And here's the thing: he was black, and he was doing it with like crazy style. It was it was it was a guy who like oh my god, that guy loves delivering packages. That's crazy. It was amazing. What up, guys? Welcome to another oh, episode. Oh, are we of... actually on a show here? Yeah, I well, thought we welcome, were chit chatting. Welcome to another episode of Unofficial. Unofficial. I love that. Like. Um, oh my God! Uh, Ice coffee here, right? Um, I was talking to my dad today, and uh, he said to me, um, "I was saying you gotta." I said, um, "I was like, Pop, you gotta, you gotta start listening to the show." And he said, uh, "He was like, I can't, I can't get it to to sound like <laughs> anything. I can't, like, he get the volume up or something." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." I said, "Well, he probably." I said, "Do you have, do you have a Bluetooth speaker?" And he's like, "No." I said, well, I got to get you a Bluetooth speaker so you can sort of set it up. And, yeah, we and, should, yeah, we should get it one, get them one together from the show. Uh, okay, great yeah, idea. Like you'll yeah. send it to him with like. We the... should get a sponsor from Anchor. Um, and uh, and he says to me, he was like, but don't I have to get a Bluetooth subscription? Oh boy. <laughs> I said, yeah, Dad. That's... Don't worry, I'm gonna get you a lifetime subscription to Bluetooth. That's, I got it. That's so cute. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. How old is your dad? Oh my god, I'm blowing up my dad's age today. He is 76. 76. Yep. Wow. Yep. Is he pretty healthy? No. 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 Yeah. Um that's that's a blanketed response like I mean, I'm yeah, it's like He has some issues and you know, right, 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 if you right. saw him you're like he's a fit 76-year-old. Sure, but But I mean, to answer yeah. that question, honestly, I don't no, I don't think so. Yeah. When's yeah. the last time you saw him? Um when I was home a couple years ago. Mm. Yeah. We don't talk that often. Yeah. Um he's a strong silent type. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet guy. Pretty quiet. Or was quiet growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of my dad, I think of um, him sitting on the couch watching boxing, hmm. like early 80s. And we had this really cool couch at the time that had um, arms that were made of wood. Like it was a, a soft three section, whatever, three cushion. But the sides were these like beautifully stained wall, like a small wall of, of wood. Um and, you know, teaching me to ride a bike, that kind of stuff, but not a lot of words. Do you guys ever connect now on the fighting stuff? I mean, if he watches boxing, oh, I know you no. love MMA. He doesn't. He doesn't watch that. No, no he doesn't no, like it. No. Um, what about your mom? Does she love MMA? Oh, of no, course. No, no, I'm saying, like, what's your mom like? What's your mom like? I'm asking. Jesus, that is not something I can paraphrase. No, yeah. No. Different than your dad. Oh, God, polar opposites. Do you polar guys, opposites. You and your mom are pretty close? Oh, very. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's always one parent you're closer to. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, great. I hope my dad starts listening to the show now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I Sorry, mean, Pop, if you didn't know. Yeah, you know what? We're just getting, sometimes we get a little deeper in here. And, but I, not to like bring it, bring up your family or anything. I was just curious. Um, if I don't want to answer something, I won't answer it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you can go. ask all you want. Yeah. I'm not here to like pretend. So, what's your social? <laughs> so, 097. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm very close to my mother. Very close to my mother. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. And I'm, I'm again. I'm going to generalize a, a lot right now, but I think most dudes like us, artistic dudes who sing and shit like that, like usually they're a little closer to their moms. Yeah, I'm. Well, I was really. Clo- I mean, my my father passed, but I was really close with him when he was okay. when he was alive, and he was really he was really supportive of like music, arts, acting. Like he he pushed me to go to school to go to uh, college to pursue acting, amazing, and, like, study it. So so yeah, I had both parents kind of in that. And my mom was just like, my mom was, it could have been anything. She would just still like, you know, support me 100%, which right. was the best thing. I mean, not a lot of people have that growing up. So that's pretty. Sometimes that's, that's tough for success yeah. when you get support. Sometimes the people who don't get support are the ones who strive. Right, for... right. You break out and you, yeah. yeah Everybody's totally. different. Yeah, for sure. But um, but that was something, same here. Like I never lacked for support. There no. was never, you know, yeah. everyone was like, ah, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or you can't do that. You're no good. None of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is. I wouldn't have changed it. I yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, uh, I wonder sometimes had I ever chosen to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'd be supportive. Like, like I interact with people, and, and sometimes I, I wonder if the thing that I'm saying or doing to that person would be obviously similar. And I've done some. Yeah, I mean, I did some volunteering for like. Um, I had a program in a place I worked years ago where we could sign up to give an hour every week to like they were like second graders and so for once a week for like three months I would go in at like 9 a.m. and do whatever thing the teacher wanted me to do mm-hmm. um, and I remember doing I remember I mean math at that at that level I, I can handle it it's fine but it's funny to think that I would be helping kids with math that would not not my style yeah um, and I'll, I'll yeah it's rewarding to I mean, little kids are cool for like twenty Love minutes. Little kids. Yeah, I'm not really a long term. I did the young storytellers thing. There you go. That Probably was super fun. Very similar. Yeah. Something right. Yeah. I you go in. You, to read you go in. You mentor. No, you don't read stories. You go in and you get you get one kid and they're you're their like writing mentor and then you uh, you kind of like teach the basics of writing a script like a oh, screenplay. Wow. So these are older kids. None. Of, well, uh, like first grade. Oh no. Same. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, and then you know you. You would go w- over what a protagonist is, an antagonist is, oh, and fun. all that stuff, and then, uh, and then you they would develop a story, and you would help them, you know, write it and help them put it into like correct format. And then at the end of the uh, young storytellers program, it was probably about like you know th- two three months, and then uh, some actors came in and put on all of the kids' screenplays in front of the uh, school and families. Wow. Yeah, I did it last year and the year before, and uh, I didn't get to do it this year just because I'm, I'm super busy right now, right. which sucks because it, it stinks after doing it for two years and then being like, I can't this year, I'm busy, but I do have like a crazier schedule this year than I did last year right. and less free time. But uh, it was really fun and super rewarding and felt like great. But it was also just like fun to see these kids current in like, you know, right, right, 2019, right. what their imaginations are and the stories they're coming up with and the humor, the comedy. Like some of these kids are really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the scenes they'll like kind of think of, it's, yeah, it was really fun. So 
this last year I got to be one of the actors performing. There in you it, go. I and was I got for that to, part. And I got to mentor the kids, so it was fun to do that because they all knew me. You from, love mentoring. Well, they all knew me from the class or, or from doing it, just like helping them writing and where, stuff. Where was this place? It was it was in Venice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, at the the little school across from the Cook's Garden. Mm-hmm. Narragansett is it Narragansett? No, that's no. that's where I'm from. Uh, that's years ago. Yeah, that's where I did it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, which is funny. You told me that that reminds me um, when I was probably about their age, between six and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, my my mother had this this talent for finding the downtrodden or the or the uh, people in between some part of their lives when I was growing up, and she would always have someone living at our house that wasn't family. Yeah. Always. It was insane. Um, and this wasn't a living situation, but at one point we had gone to, uh, there was this beach area and a repertory theater was putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my first ex- um, uh, exposures to that world. Clearly it, it, it resonated to some degree. But I remember it was um, sort of Shakespearean style, but comedy, and it wasn't straight Shakespeare. I don't know what kind of, uh, I'm, who knows what the play was. But it was a troupe. And there was like, you know, eight, 12 people in this troupe and she had um, hired them after seeing them at this performance to come to our house during a party mm-hmm. uh, that she was having and they performed during the party mm-hmm. and then at the end of the party they she let them stay and they all like eight, 12 of them stayed in one room and I still remember like being at the doorway of the room and seeing them all like sharing like one king bed and the floor around it like a comedy troupe uh, that now yeah, it was really interesting, and they did this uh, improv, and you and I have both done improv, right? You've mm-hmm. done improv over yeah. the years, yeah. And they did this game, and I can't remember the structure of it, but they would start the story, and then the person would pick it up, and they, you know, that mm-hmm. old that old school improv trick mm-hmm. where you get a couple suggestions from the audience, and then they take that and they run with it and they build a story. And uh, I remember it was an, a story about an armadillo. <laughs> And it started with, oh, Armadillo did this, blah, 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 blah. And then the, the, pu- the punchline of the entire story was, and there I sat, and there I was. And then there was another Armadillo. And it was sort of, it was a circular thing that always works depending on how you frame it. And, uh, uh, yeah, and I remember, obviously at that age, I remember, we talked about this, like, I knew I liked, liked girls as soon as I was alive. I'm like, girls are cool. Uh <laughs> And I remember this weird feeling when I saw them all in the room together where I was like, I knew there was something sexual going on because there were just too many bodies all like laying on top of each other to some degree. Um, and there was one woman in the show who was like, I could say a little heavy set, but she was the full figured one in the group that played the, you know, the fat lady who sings or, or whatever joke yeah. with that involved, you know, large breasts and, and uh, whatever. But uh, that apparently that, that night at six or eight years old stuck with me long enough to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do that um, <laughs> down the line. And Yeah, and then... Like theater. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess that was one of the germs, yeah. That's pretty cool. Do you remember any, any germinations of your desire for performance when you were six? Six? Um, I went to a couple shows at Yale Repertory Theater. That definitely stuck. Yeah? But I think, like, the first time I really loved it was I did I got I there was a repertory theater in Brantford in Connecticut and I played Charlie in uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hey, here you go. Yeah. That's a good story. 
yeah, it was really uh that was like the first taste I got of like feeling that like pressure too, like so much to memorize. And I was really young and I was like freaked out and it was so intimidating when I first found out I was going to do it. And I was, I was pretty young. I got to, I'm trying to remember how old I was, but I was young and, um, like 10 to 12 or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was something like that. But you looked young for your age. Uh, which yeah. is pay dirt for a young actor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, but it was, it was freaking so exhilarating after I remember like the first night and just, I remember small details of being like behind, not even how the scenes were going, but backstage, like behind of course. the curtain. Oh, the social ready, like, dude, like nervous. No, no. Like by myself, like getting nervous and ready. And like, I remember seeing like the ropes <laughs> of the curtain and, and it just like, those are the highlights or things I remember the most. Um, and then I played, uh, then in high school, I got one of the leads in, or in the fall play, or I got the father in Father Knows Best. There you go. And that was like another night where, I, or another weekend where I was like. So you remember the nerves? Oh, yeah. I remember that one really well, too, the scenes and stuff, because that was when I was a, a senior yeah. in high school. Never really was a nervous type, like. You? I was the dude who would be like joking around in the wings, like, "Dude, you have to go on." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> nerves are good too, though. You can. I There's feel nothing like, wrong with them. Yeah. I, and I, if I had been that guy, I would have been like, "Oh, I was always nervous too," but I wasn't. It was this weird thing where, um, even like when I did, I did a. Uh, we talked about this. I did a, a three-minute stand-up set um, last year, late 2018, and I hadn't done that. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say. It's embarrassing how many years, decades it had been since I had done that. And I wasn't like, oh my god, oh my god. I, you know, I got ready. I knew what I wanted to do. And once you, you know this feeling. Once you're like, you know, you're going. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You kick it into gear. Yeah, yeah. The of show course. must go on. Thing. Well, right for, when I would go out, it's like I'm not nervous. I'm like, that's when the confidence kicks in, and it's just like, go and like get it done right i remember yeah and but uh but leading up to it i think like i would get nervous maybe the day of the first performance you know that night or like the first night dude yeah and of just course. be like okay all right like yeah but you, you got there's this. different levels there's yeah, yeah. the casual nervousness there's the sweaty hands nervousness and then there's the um Robert De Niro puking in the back, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, the more man, if if you puke in your Robert De Niro, then that works. It works. You love that. I'm gonna start puking intentionally before every performance. Oh God. I gotta get into a play just so I can set this up. If you could do any play right now, what would it be? But you have to do it for real. Like you have to. It's gonna be six weeks. You're gonna have to run for two months. Um. Any play. You've done it or you haven't or you've always whatever. I don't really know, honestly. Actually, right now, I feel like in my life, I'd maybe death of a salesman. Really? Maybe. That's your pick? Not <laughs> something fun and exciting with some fucking music, Coop? May- no, I kind of want some, hey, like... I'm back from a terrible day at my job that I hate. Hope I die <laughs> soon. That's what you want to do? You got it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like a tragedy or, like, something just deep would be fun to do in theater. Like, make people feel... I Nothing makes me more happy than to make people laugh. But when you get people to, to like cry or feel like a really sure not to sound depressing but i think that's uh i don't know i think that's like a a feat for someone but uh, well all right i'll i'm relating it in my mind to uh i was reading an interview jordan peele 
with Jordan Peele. Wow. So his new movie just came out, yep. Us, and it, and I went and saw it. I really liked it. Don't tell me what happens. No, I won't. But I he was saying something that was really cool. It resonated. It was like uh, about how he loved comedy and loved doing sketch because he – you know, making someone laugh, making making people laugh, like you know, till they're crying. It's such a good feeling. But then when he found out that he could like scare people or make them think or really like deeper, like get freaked out and like like silence a room, mm-hmm. he was like, that was like, whoa! I can make people. I could try to get people to do this, and it, it was a whole different thing. So that's what I was kind of thinking about when hmm. I, when I was thinking like maybe doing a drama right now or something. Sure, really sure. Deep, but but honestly, yeah. I think it's probably I have a couple friends on Broadway right now um, that I went to school with in New York, yep. and they're just crushing. Yep, you musical mentioned the, theater. the lady once. Well, well, my other buddy Britton Smith, he's he's killing it in a show right now on Broadway, and Good for uh, Britain. Yeah, and he directed me in a play in like one of the first plays I did in uh, college when I was a or sophomore, I think freshman or sophomore, uh, with the acting program. Nice. So, what show is he in right now? Um, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, I feel terrible that I don't. I'm well, on the name. you know, Coop, you're a terrible person. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I'm trying to think. I put something down earlier. I wanted to mention. I don't usually make notes before we get together, but I put something down. I'm like, I really want to mention that today. Uh, let me see if I can yeah. find it while you're looking that up. This is gonna be in a very exciting next 15 seconds of the show, everybody. Oh, be more chill. That's what it is. Be more chill. That sounds aggressive, bro. It's a yeah. It's a Broadway. It's on Broadway right now. Um, He's a great guy. Oh, oh, I I forgot to mention. Um, I had mentioned a couple episodes ago that my friend Allie and I were, every couple of weeks, we were going out to places we had always wanted to try or hadn't, or new places, uh, restaurants in LA. And um, we went again to uh, a place I'd wanted to go for a very long time. Yeah. Kazunori. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So. If if you don't know Kazunori in Los Angeles, it, I believe, and I could be, I didn't really do any research about the history or anything, so I, I might be wrong about this kind of stuff, but it'll give you an idea. Um, the original restaurant bef- uh, from the the chef who created Sugarfish, mm-hmm. and Sugarfish is great. Um, yeah, uh, trust me. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they they're unique because they focus intently on the, the quality and uh, execution of their rice. Yeah, the rice is great. Right? It's definitely a highlight. Yeah. They and don't, the rice is the most important part of a piece of sushi. Uh, I sushi. mean, that's arguable, but it's, it's, it's pretty important. It's as important as every fucking thing else in my book. You can't you can't you can't have great sushi if you shit on the rice. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um so they don't do miso, they don't do dessert. Um they don't there's one more thing. They don't do Katsunori or sugarfish. Sugarfish. Oh, okay. Sugarfish doesn't do it does maki. What does it? It does. It's one of the things it doesn't do. It doesn't do miso. There's no edamame, right? No. Yeah. There's oh, no, no, there's edamame. edamame. Okay. But they're very, like, straightforward. Um, and yeah, uh, there's three things you can order. Like, they have, like, packages, right? Where yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Trust um, me, trust me, light. And then, uh, and the all holy hell. Is that what they're called? No. There's one big <laughs> one, though. Um, but yeah, so Kazunori is their original hand roll place. Right. Where they do the same thing little packages, um, yeah. three, four, five, or six. And, it's all hand rolls, and they roll each one, and then they give it to you, put it right in front of you, and while you're eating that one, they're probably working on some other table, but then they make the next one, and when you buy the package, mm-hmm. they serve them to you like courses from yeah. the most delicate flavors to the most forward, and uh, it was actually it was really funny. I didn't think I was going to mention this, but 
I, I got the big one, the the twenty four dollar, and it's cheap too, twenty four bucks for this. And again, don't get me wrong; these are not large hand rolls. Yeah, uh, but it's all about quality. And here's here's the fundamental importance of what makes a place like Kazunori work or that style. The fish is cold, the rice is warm, and the nori is crisp because it, they just rolled it. It hasn't been sitting at all, which I'll still eat. I mean, most sushi, it's going to be sitting for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that crisp nori is such an important aspect that the only way you can get it is if you're eating things that are being handed to you right then. It's all about that crisp nori. It's crisp nori, bro. So it starts off with the most delicate, the uh, toro, the uh, fatty tuna. Yeah. And then it goes to um, yellowtail, salmon, raw scallop, crab, and lobster. That's the sequence. And it was great. Um, six pieces was just just perfect. Um, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't have wanted any more. I probably could have done five, and I would have been okay if I'd been like a reasonable human being, as opposed to a fatty like I am. Um, and what I what my favorite part about this experience, and it was great, really enjoyed it, was when I got to the last one, the lobster. I really hadn't put too much thought into it. I was there for the restaurant, not to pick things apart uh, in detail. Um, well, that's not true. Um, but I but I realized when I bit into the lobster, I was like, that is not Maine lobster. Now, I'm from Maine. I am partial to the, and I don't say things are the best often, but the best lobster in the world is Maine lobster. Most people know that. Yeah. Uh, it's why you pay 50 bucks a lobster, you know, anywhere else that isn't Maine when they, you know, here's your lobster. That'll be $90,000. Yeah. And when I bit into it, I was like, that's not Maine lobster. Very distinctive, different flavor. And I, uh, the manager was like right to my right when I was sitting there, and I leaned over and I said, uh, hey, um, this isn't Maine Lobster, right? I said, it's Canadian. And he said, yeah, it's Canadian. And, I, um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I said, yeah, I said, um, it would not make fiscal sense for this package to be 24 bucks if you were using Maine Lobster, which is totally reasonable. Um, but the distinction was so apparent. And then he said, you know some stuff, kid. You want a job? And then I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, if you're a lobster person, um, it's interesting. You yeah, often get yeah. Canadian in places that don't say sure, oh, Maine sure. Lobster. Yeah. Um, but if you're in L.A. and you have yet to hit Kazunori and Sugarfish, I, I mean... Yeah, you got You got to put sugarfish those. is uh, is I, I yeah I recommend for yeah, sure. Fantastic. I um I went to a really good restaurant the other night that I'd never been to, called Jar. Excuse me, called Jar. Sounds familiar. J A R. It's on Beverly. Just Ooh, it uh, is good. Ju- uh, it stands for don't tell me. I don't know. So, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what it stands for. It was I have thinly lit medmen uh medmen madmen <laughs> setting. Uh, it was great. Great stuff. It's one big open room, right? Yes. Big round tables. There might even be yeah, mirrors yeah, yeah. along the wall. I don't know about the, the mirrors. Wall. There's some art. But it's it's very l- brightly lit. No, white. no, dim lit. Okay. Um, maybe I went on a bright night. Um, oh, but I, so I good. did go to Jar about. It's been open th- for a long time. Three years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jar stands for something. It's like I'm not sure what it stood for. I don't think it said it on the on the name outside but maybe it did on the menus it was really good it was really good yeah i feel like it's like really good something regulars just and i'm looking just it up just all regular yeah uh-huh. here you you fill some more i look up what the fuck jar stands for well we started with the creamed corn gross and creamed spinach no i'm telling you dude this place is out of control the sides are so oh my gosh uh, I don't. I don't yeah, remember it was a really fondly. wonderful dinner. Um, celebrating the birthday of my amazing wife. When's your wife's birthday? It was March fourteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Happy birthday, boo. Oh, my God. You did not just say boo on the air. I said boo. Forever. The internet will hear you say boo. That's fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was pretty great. That's all you got? Come on, bro. No, I mean, we, we had a wonderful dinner. We had a great night. Um, friends and family. It was fun. Uh, what was I thinking about the other day? Oh, Son of a Gun. That's a good restaurant. I don't know. I was thinking Son about restaurants. Of gun, huh? Yeah, that's one you got to check out. It's a good one. But, uh, oh yeah, what else is going on? What hmm. else is going on? It's not telling me what JAR stands for, even yeah. though... Been working on a lot of new music, doing that. Finishing. Oh, that's right. Oh, we yeah. have a cool guest coming up next episode. Oh, we do? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, Jordan we do. Parker. Jordan Parker. One of my... Dude, when I go do karaoke, I'm like, do they have any Jordan Parker? <laughs> If I, I'm a yeah. I'm a child of the of '90s R and B, and and Jordan reminds me you're uh, a child of '90s R and B. Yeah, dude, this dude. All right, I was a teenager of, of '90s R and B. Is that what you're trying to say? You're trying to say you are the kid of '90s R and B? Dude, I'm so excited. I love having musical guests. What was I, your favorite Boys to Men tune in 1993? Boys to Men. Oh Boys God. to Men. A B C B B D. <laughs> B B D. That's what it is. Dude, yeah, I. Uh. Jar's I'm pissing excited. me off right now. Yeah, just, just nix it. It's not. No, recording. I'm not giving up so soon. You get to look stuff up. I never get to look stuff up. I'm the one to fill in the time where you're looking stuff up. Now you fill some time, bro. All right. Well, yeah. The P, the I, the D, the D, the Y is Diddy. Uh, yeah. Jordan Parker's coming on the show. He's a phenomenal musician. You should check him out right now, so you get a little familiar with his stuff going on. Um, Jordan Parker on Spotify. He's crazy. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna come on the show. We're gonna kick it. We're gonna have some great conversation. He's also hilarious. Oh, Jordan's the man, he's dude. He's got a great sense of humor. It'll be fun. And I, I honestly love his music. His voice is fantastic. Yeah, his voice is fantastic. And I'm pretty oh, sure. Have you seen? Uh, I know what I want to ask. What? Have you ever seen the car, the uh, Infinity Q50? Uh, sure. All-wheel drive hybrid six-cylinder no not not that not that seasoned in the line i like infinity they're one of those like fringe uh japanese uh nissan. not fringe like that it's like the lexus toyota that nissan i've considered infinity uh, i like the um what is the uh i gotta show you the q50 it's all-wheel drive six cylinders what year are we talking about here like 2016 2015 oh new guys okay mm-hmm. i probably would like the older ones you know me i know you you know me. All right. I looked throughout their entire website. Yeah, you can find it. Um, and you know what it stands for, mine? Just always reading. Because that's what everybody's doing when they're trying to find what the acronym stands for. That's, hey, every podcast I listen to is people sitting there reading stuff to themselves. Just silence. <laughs> I wow. hate when I see that in, like, a if I'm watching a YouTube interview video or if it's, like, some someone's interviewing someone, but there's, like, other people at the table, if it's a newsroom or something, and, and like, other people on the show like on camera are just sitting there on their phones it's the like worst. not a part of the conversation they're not like looking something up like that was you know it, within context of the conversation they're just straight up sitting there with their phones and they're just like can i give you my most annoying pet peeve for about phones not here we're gonna skip the one about how the phone is the worst part the connections that i get on my phone are they make talking on the phone terrible and i hate it but when and it's well, mostly service. what's that you're talking like you're talking. Not necessarily. I mean, I don't know enough to be like it's the service. Um, it could be. Was that what you like? Can't hear people and stuff like that. It ranges from like muffled sound to crackly static, and um, 
Yeah, it, it's oh, it's wild. it's terrible. Um, the people and I and I and I can't put it on. It's every age group. It's not a, one specific group, but people who jack the brightness on their screen to the top, look to, to ten to eleven in the dark, dude. There's a dimmer on that screen for a fucking reason. Well, they have the automatic dim too. So, so when the take light goes it off. So when light goes, no, I'm saying automatic dim. Oh, oh, oh. I'm I'm fighting for sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. You, I set mine to automatic dim. So depending on the light in the room, it lowers. That's even then. It's even more more stupid that you don't have that person hasn't have it set on. Because right? here's the thing. Because literally at night, it'll it'll just automatically go down because it knows. Oh, he's in a dark room. We're it, not gonna blow it up. Exactly. So it goes down to what you need to see, and then when like you're in like you know a medium lit room like this, it'll probably go up a little bit higher because right. it's like you know it's just dark where he is. It's but they pretty don't. nuts. But they yeah the people who are just like if you have yeah if you have your your screen dimmed in the dark people can't see you on your phone necessarily you know what i you know what it's but like if you have same. it jacked up you're a spotlight and you look ridiculous you know what that guy also does that what? person also does what? guy or girl mostly they, girls right guys no no <laughs> mostly all right you know what but you know what else they do what they're the ones who have an app on their phone for a flashlight and don't just use the flashlight on here's their something phone. else people don't fucking know <laughs> Right. If you have an iPhone, if you have an iPhone, you can force touch the flashlight icon, and then you can dim the flashlight. People don't know that Apple is doing a terrible job disseminating that information. That is one of my favorite functions. No, they probably do give that information in like those crazy talks, but who watches those? Like no. I mean, I've watched them before, but they've never. No one. Here's the thing. Mayan watches. I've been showing people that function for years. It's what you hold on. No, no, no one has ever once been like, "Oh yeah, I know how to do that." They all so, like, oh, "You can do that." No one knows this. So I, hold on, walk me through it. So, force touch your your flashlight icon. Force touch it. Yeah. There you go. Whoa. See, it's not even Coop's fault. He didn't know. It's 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 if if you don't know you can dim your yeah thanks if you don't know you can dim your flashlight on your iPhone then you you're gonna be stoked once you realize you can do that wow that's a that's a good one because sometimes you need to use your flashlight and sometimes you're in a place that you don't want it to be that bright and that lowest setting is usually enough oh I will say this I I do have a fucking douchebag with a with an Apple Watch and I've had it for a few years now and when I updated it recently uh, I lost the ability to talk to it so I have to fix it now which I shouldn't have updated like everything fucking breaks the one thing <laughs> I got that I actually do like mm. is now there's a flashlight op- option on the watch oh, where the God. screen turns into a flashlight and it's pretty cool like oh, if boy. you're in the car and you're like oh shit I did I drop that thing you just turn on the flashlight and you, and you shine your your wrist at it and it's it's great I just I don't think I'll ever be able to do the Apple watch you don't have to yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid the first I did the thing, AirPods I had to, I had to do that eh. they're just great for the gym sure I don't, I don't go to the gym and I don't listen to music that often on my phone. So Well, there you go. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> but when I was a kid, the first thing I ever started collecting were yeah. watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have – I probably at one time had like 15 watches as a, as a little kid, and they were all garbage. I was like 10. Um, but I always – and I also had a TV obsession, and I had one of those Watchmans. Remember the mm. little watch? It was before your time. But yeah, yeah. it was the size of a brick, yeah, but yeah. it had a black and white TV screen the size of like a Post-it. Okay. And it didn't get good reception. You only had three channels. But Jesus Christ, having that TV with me, like, like out in the world, was like the future to my eight-year-old self. Oh, yeah. So I have always wanted to meld TV and a watch. And this is the closest it's ever come. I adore 
having a little TV on my wrist. I know it sounds lame, <laughs> but there's something about my old school gadget self that just I just absolutely love it. And when they start, when they put YouTube on my watch, then I'm gonna be fucked. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be like, I'm I'll be right there. I'm watching YouTube on my wrist. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool. You're gonna have good uh, shoulder strength because you'll I, be holding I, your good, arm up. I need that. My shoulder yeah. strength. Are you is, doing the push-ups? No, I quit a long time ago. Oh, you know boy. what? I, you know why I quit? I'm doing them for you. All right, good. Well, I'm gonna get back <laughs> on the horse. But the reason I quit is because winter came. And I, this is going to sound super lame, but since I don't really have any reason to not do things the way I want to do them, when I would get home in the new area I live, it's so fucking cold. Yeah. I didn't spend time in workout gear. I would layer up as soon as I got home and stay layered <laughs> until I had to go out into the world. So I'm not going to work out in, in, in layers of shit, too. So getting myself motivated to exercise was, yeah. has been a struggle all. Now that winter's over, I already feel the pangs. To get, so don't worry. I'll be back on the horse soon enough. All right, good. Which reminds me, I think you have to get going. Yeah, we got to. feel like you got shit to do. Yeah, we got to get going. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm not thanking you for listening. You either listen because you enjoyed it or you didn't listen. And if you didn't listen, then I'm not thanking you for shit. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> you know how I like to get aggressive with the audience. Yeah, I know. I love oh, it. we're gonna start doing the email soon. So yeah, um, yeah. So um, send them in. Yeah. What was it? Um, unofficial. Unofficial pod, pod at gmail.com. Gmail. Unofficial pod at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks All again. Right. We'll see you next week. Later, guys.